Hi everyone, welcome to the Sacred Musings podcast. The aim of the game here is to try and understand what's going on in the world, looking at the Bible, looking at the Christian faith, to help us make sense of things and interpret what is happening. Thanks so much for stopping by, and I hope that you enjoy today's podcast. Hi everyone, welcome to Sacred Musings with me, Phil Saker. We're going to be thinking about a couple of things today. We're going to be looking at the root of the problems in our society. I think a lot of the problems that we see can be traced back to one sort of root. And we're going to be thinking about what that is. And then we're going to have a short reflection um, at the end about uh, what we do when the foundations are being destroyed. Just something that really struck me um, when I was looking at the, the Bible the other day. So um, those are two things that are happening and just to let you know that um, I'm trying something a bit different today. The first thing, I've actually prepared a PowerPoint presentation and um, with some pictures and things. If you're listening to this on the podcast, don't worry, that won't apply. It's really just to kind of help guide me through um, with with a few things to look at as well if you're on uh, on YouTube. But um, don't worry, um, I think it should still all make sense without it. But do let me know what you think. If it kind of worked well, then you know, do let me know in the comments below. Just to say as well, someone on um, Telegram, and I should um, I should. Say I, I always forget to say this. I do have Telegram. If you use Telegram, just to kind of subscribe, um, at t.me forward slash philsaker, and the link is down in the description below. Um, but uh, yeah, someone was saying, uh, "Am I planning to move off YouTube given the censorship um, issue on on YouTube?" And um, that is certainly an option for the future I haven't done that as yet but um, if anyone has any thoughts about that you know whether because um, I, I don't know whether it'd be worthwhile doing that now whether doing that in you know when when YouTube I haven't actually encountered any censorship personally on my own channel from YouTube but um, that may well come in the future so you know if anyone's got any thoughts on that what would be best to, to go to um, you know if, if I should wait until YouTube do actually start doing anything um, I don't know so that's just um, anyway though just um, just a thought there um, do let me know what you think about that so um, all of that said um, let me uh, let me move on on to the first topic So the first thing that we're going to look at is about the root of our problems, like I said. Now, um, I put a picture up there of Tony Blair on the screen, uh, Tony Blair and Gordon Brown there, New Labour. And um, uh, there's that slogan there, which um, if you're watching this on YouTube, is unfortunately slightly covered up by my face, um, which is this tough on crime, tough on the causes of crime. Maybe uh, you remember that from the, the New Labour years. And um, now, regardless of how successfully you think New Labour managed to implement that, I think that was a really good slogan because it, it gets to the idea that crime is a surface problem. But if you look below the surface, there are things which um, which cause it. So, for example, um, you know, you think about knife crime, you think about um, you know the, the things kind of going on in inner cities and a lot of that is caused by either family breakdown or you know it, you, you can kind of trace the issues back so I was thinking what is the root of our problems um, what's the, the root of the problems that we see when we well I mean I'm, I'm kind of thinking about lockdowns 
um, but but more generally really is there a common root now the bible does help us here because there are um that there are different ways of kind of diagnosing the root problem i mean you could say it was one of several things but what we're going to look at today is one of the the problems which you, you probably won't have come across which is this little latin phrase incurvatus in se and um, that's a phrase i'm sure um, most of you won't have come across before but it just means um curved in on on itself or curved in on oneself um so it's a theological phrase which probably originated with augustine of hippo um and um, it was kind of revisited by martin luther at the time of the reformation so it was um it is a kind of biblical it's not a biblical phrase it's not a phrase which is found in the bible but it's a phrase which is kind of used to describe what um you know our condition if you like as human beings so what does it mean that's the thing um okay so um one of the what we're meant to do as human beings the fundamental thing is uh, as jesus said the first greatest commandment to love the lord your god with all your heart soul mind and strength and to love your neighbor as yourself okay so those are the two greatest commandments according to jesus and this is really sums up our vocation as human beings that that in two commandments is everything that we are supposed to do now obviously you know the ten commandments flesh out what that looks like a bit more um you know you can look in the bible there's lots more about what that actually looks like but in a nutshell that is it you know love god love your neighbor that's that's everything um now what's the problem the problem is that since um, since the fall of man, which is um, described in, in Genesis chapter three, uh, this is what's happened. And this is a little bit of the, the, the PowerPoint slideshow that I'm proud of. And I apologize for those of you on the podcast on the audio only. You won't see this. But look at that. The arrows turn inwards. Um, so uh, and this is um, disordered self-love so whereas we should love god and we should love our neighbor instead those arrows are kind of pointing back at at us so it's this disordered self-love instead of loving god instead of loving our neighbor we love ourselves so that is in a in a nutshell what is wrong with us um, that we don't love god but we love ourselves instead we don't love others but we love ourselves instead and this you can see in a number of of ways in in society but the effect of disordered self-love is um you can see this in pride for example um so think about um celebrities or politicians um they often get asked for their opinions on things and you will see i think someone actually made this point um there was a celebrity i saw a film a, a sort of an actor who was saying you know people get asked for their opinions actors get asked for their opinions on things and it starts giving them a higher opinion of themselves than they really should have um and it could say the same about politicians so pride is is one thing when we have too high a view of our, our own opinions self-righteousness which is when we um we think that we are in the right 
and we justify ourselves and we think that others are in the wrong because perhaps because they have wrong opinions um you know so it's it's, it's sort of based on um, our own righteousness thinking that we are right and thinking that other people are we look down on other people because they're not like us um and i i put social justice warriors there in in um brackets because i think um often this is how it goes that you know someone is you're either in the club or out of the club because of the opinions that you have and if you're out you're very much looked down on and this is that you know where that what self-righteousness is it's thinking that i am right and good because of my own good opinions because i, I justify myself so it sort of stems from the disordered self-love um, and the final thing i put here is loving things and using people loving things and using people so again this is um, disordered self-love it's the idea that people are there to be used for our own um, gratification for our own purposes um, whatever it may be that other people are there for us and we use them and um, you can see that all the time in all, in all sorts of ways actually um, the way that you know we don't we don't treat other people as, as you know human beings to be loved but just simply as objects who have opinions perhaps who which are wrong or you know who are just there really to be used as like cattle almost in in some cases um we'll come on to come back to that in a second um so where can we see this incurvatus in action um i've i've already mentioned a couple of examples there but where can we where can we see it in action more recently in our society well i put there there's a, a picture of um insulate britain and i think you could add um extinction rebellion and um, some of those other kind of movements to the list but these are movements which seek to bring about um, political change which is i mean there's no no problem with trying to bring about political change but the way that they do it is not by trying to actually you know get support from the public but by simply trying to obstruct the public and trying to um you know cause trouble and there was that interview you might have seen it um uh, the other day with roger hallam who was asked would you still block a road if um there was a an ambulance coming and you know someone would would die if um you know the ambulance couldn't get through and he said well yes i would and i think this is just a classic example of incubatus you know which is treating people as you know not not important in the big scheme of things you know so there's there's the greater good if you like um so they think that their cause is is more important than treating people well and you can see that um actually all over as we'll come come back to um but this is you know i i think that's a really at the heart sadly of these these movements it's about portraying themselves as good and righteous because they're protesting these things but it's it's about actually not treating people well and um i think if if they really cared about the um you know to care about the environment you have to care about people at the end of the day you know um and um 
if they're caring about the environment uh, as they see as they see what what we need to do more than they actually care about the person who's needing to go to hospital in an ambulance or the person who's needing to you know get to sit visit their dying 80 year old mother um, there was an, another video doing the rounds on Twitter the other day um, insulate Britain, Britain were blocking the way of um, a woman who needed who just heard that her mother was you know just being taken seriously ill into hospital and um, she was pleading with them to let her through um, and so on you know if, if you're putting your cause above the needs of actual people I think you've got your priorities wrong um, and that comes from incovatus, you know, actually, um, you know, not seeing a, a kind of impersonal thing, a cause as more important than actual people's needs. OK, the next example is wokeism. Um, and I put um, a picture of JK Rowling up there um, because I think what happened to her again, and it's not just JK Rowling, but she's the, the most high profile example. And of course, she spoke out about um, transgender issues and about her experience of domestic abuse and and so on and she was absolutely vilified for this by some in the um, the sort of transgender activist community and, and kind of more more broadly by the woke um, and you know the abuse and insults that they piled on to JK Rowling because she did not go with the the orthodoxy um, on on this it's it's incredible how someone could be so hated and um, and yet this is what what happened and I think what happened to JK Rowling is is fascinating you know that people thought that they were doing good by casting insults on her um, because she didn't agree with their their cause and again you know we see this this thing that you know it, it comes back to incovatus again you know that my cause is the righteous one anyone who disagrees with that is you know satan incarnate or, or something you know and so therefore that justifies us in heaping terrible abuse on someone just because they they don't do you know the right thing the the the, the loving thing you know the thing which all right thinking people do as they would say so um yeah you know they love themselves and their opinions but not not actual an actual human being such as JK Rowling and finally um, I put um, lockdown um, uh, yeah this is again I think a um, where human beings have been seen as kind of dis, um, dis, dispendable expendable dispensable Anyway, one of those words, um, some of them might have been made a bit made up, but, um, you know, I think human beings have kind of been seen to be um, expendable um, when it comes to, to this. Yes, it's, it's ostensibly been about protecting the vulnerable, but actually it's really been, you know, um, putting the narrative above actual human needs you know I mean think about the the need for human interaction think about the need for you know people not to be lonely to see their families and 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 so on you know it, it's just absolutely unbelievable um, and I think it comes back to again incubatus you know the idea that politicians I think this is part of the problem that politicians and people in, in authority in the media they've liked their own positions too much you know they've enjoyed that sense of power 
and responsibility that comes from being in charge. You know, oh, we're controlling this virus, we're solving it, we're fixing it. And so, you know, they've enjoyed that feeling and they love themselves more than they've actually wanted to do what's right and good for other people. So I think those are three examples, but you could pick many, many more examples in our society of where people love themselves more than they more than they love others and just simply want to do good to others. And one thing I, I, I just want to probe into a little bit more deeply here is the way that love has been redefined during lockdown. Um, so um, I think this is kind of linked in, but let's just look in a little bit more deeply. Um, traditionally, love has been defined as uh, not doing doing harm to, but seeking the good of your neighbour. So that's the traditional version of of love as we understood it. And um, you know, we were free to think about what was best for our neighbour and weigh up the risks and, and benefits for ourselves. So you know, for example, in the um, in the winter time, if um, there was flu going round then you know you will be and, and say for example you had an elderly friend an elderly neighbor or something who needed shopping done then you know you could choose to well i'm gonna do the shopping but i might not if there's flu going around perhaps i'll just take a few more precautions when i go and, and speak to them um you know or I mean, all, all kinds of things, really, you know, that we but we were free to make those kind of weigh up the risks and the balances and so on. And we kind of got got by, didn't we? But during the last 18 months or so, things have changed. And now, um, post lockdown, love is uh, seeking the good of your neighbour in these specific ways. Um, so, you know, the socially distancing, mask wearing and so on, those kind of rules, um, taking the vaccination uh, when offered as well. All of these things have been defined as as love. And so those who do these things are considered virtuous, but those who do not do these things are considered unloving and uncaring. Now, I think this is this is deeply troubling because this is for one, it's redefining love, which I don't think it's in any government's um, purview. It, you know, it, it's not their prerogative to define love in any way, shape or form, um, because love belongs to, to God and not to any government. Um, and I think, it, again, it's this kind of incubator element as well, because this is a, a politically convenient version of love. Um, and it's. Um, you know, it, it kind of makes them like with the vaccination, for example, you look at who stands to profit from the vaccine. You look at who, um, you know, who it benefits, really. And actually, you know, in encouraging people to take the vaccine, are they actually encouraging themselves and their mates to to gain more profits? Um, and you can also add to that. um like if we think about masks, for example, um, I think if someone came in to um, an event like in our church, for example, not wearing a mask and obviously back in the lockdowns, um, then I you know, it wouldn't bother me. Um, now, I think that making someone else wear a mask because is actually not a sign of love for them, 
but because you're worried about yourself. And I think that, again, you know, this kind of this um, kind of neurotic desire for everyone to obey every restriction is actually another example of disordered self-love because we want to impose our um, safety upon everyone else because we only feel safe when everyone else is doing the social distancing and mask wearing and so on. So, again, you know, if this it all plays into this disordered self-love. And it's very troubling the way that, you know, not just that it's there, but the way that the government have actually encouraged it and, and mandated it. Now, is there a solution to incubators? Well, I came across this passage from uh, Romans chapter 13 um, uh, yesterday. Um, so Romans chapter 13, as you may know, it's been a passage which is um, the first part of it has been discussed a lot because the Apostle Paul says, let everyone be subject to governing authorities. And of course, that's a passage which is often um, you know, abused by tyrants. Um, so clearly it's a passage which you know needs to be thought about. But just a little bit later on in Romans chapter 13, a few verses on, this is what Paul goes on to say. Let no debt remain outstanding except the continuing debt to love one another. For whoever loves others has fulfilled the law. The commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not covet, and whatever other command there may be, are summed up in this one command, love your neighbour as yourself. Love does no harm to a neighbour. Therefore, love is the fulfilment of the law. Love is the fulfilment of the law. And I think that's such a beautiful phrase. And it's one which I think we should take on board that, you know, whoever loves has fulfilled the law. And for me, I think, you know, over the coming months, when it comes to whatever may happen this winter and whatever the government may decide, whatever they've got in mind with Build Back Better and so on, that we need to make love the fulfilment of the law and we need to, to do that in our own lives and to make that a priority. And in particular, we need to think about others and we need to, to think about um, how you know, we can not harm them, but actually do good. And, um, you know, obviously the commandments, uh, not committing adultery, not murdering, not stealing and, and so on. These are kind of specific things which the commandments say, but it, it's a lot wider than that. You know, how can we help our neighbour? How can we do good rather than how we can harm them? And yes, you know, if, if you're ill, then perhaps going and seeing a vulnerable person is actually not the best thing you can do. But if, um, you know, actually we should change the way that we think and be thinking, you know, how can I help my neighbour? How can I seek to put them first? And, you know, if so, if we care about the environment, you know, perhaps we, we think about uh, who are the people who are, you know, who are affected and, and think about all of the people who are affected. How can we manage people's interests? How can we get people on board? You know, just think about it in terms of people rather than in terms of causes. And, you know, in terms of the, the social justice side of things, you know, how can we promote what's right and good in society without, you know, heaping abuse on, on people for disagreeing? You know, how can we win people over with love? Because I think love is the key to all of this. And that's, you know, a genuine love, not disordered self-love, but loving, loving God, loving our neighbour. Um, that really is uh, that really is the key.
So the second thing I wanted to think about today was just a thought I have from the Bible. Um, this is from Psalm 11 and I was just thinking about this the other day and I thought that it would actually be a good thing to uh, to look at. Um, so what I'm going to do is only a short psalm, so I'm going to read it out um, and then we'll just I'll just share a few thoughts about it. Um, so this is Psalm 11. In the Lord I take refuge. How then can you say to me, flee like a bird to your mountain? For look, the wicked bend their bows. They set their arrows against the strings to shoot from the shadows at the upright in heart. When the foundations are being destroyed, what can the righteous do? The Lord is in his holy temple. The Lord is on his heavenly throne. He observes everyone on earth. His eyes examine them. The Lord examines the righteous. But the wicked, those who love violence, he hates with a passion. On the wicked he will rain fiery coals and burning sulphur. A scorching wind will be their lot. For the Lord is righteous. He loves justice. The upright will see his face. Okay, so um, just a short little psalm here. So just a short thought about it. But um, it starts out by saying, in the Lord I take refuge. So he's saying, I take refuge in, in God. There's obviously some peril that, um, that David is, is facing here. But he says, how then can you say flee like a bird to your mountain? Um, because, you know, the wicked are bending their bows. They're ready to attack him. At, and not just to him, but at the upright in heart, those who, who seek to do good, who seek to love, as we were thinking about in the first the first part. Um, so this is saying, look, there must have been people saying to David, look, you've got to get out of there. You know, the... Um, there are people ready to attack you. You've got to run. And David's saying, no, I'm not running. I take refuge in the Lord. And, you know, I think sadly there are some people think that, you know, what we should do, those of us who, you know, believe that lockdowns are wrong, those of us who, you know, stood up against some of the, you know, what, what's happening in society, which is evil, should just take refuge, should just run and take take cover, go underground. And um, it's interesting, actually, there's a book called The Benedict Option by, um, by Rod Dreher. who kind of talks about you know, the need for Christians to sort of become like underground, um, if you like. Um, but it just seems to me that, yeah, that may be necessary, but we don't have to flee. You know, we don't have to run for our lives that, you know, we can stand up square against, you know, the evil that is happening because we take refuge in the Lord. Yeah, it, it says in verse two that you know to shoot from the shadows at the upright in heart, and you know it's this image of you know the, these people who are around in the shadows, you know who are ready to to shoot at people, um, you know not show their own faces. And I kind of feel like to an extent that is the case with um, you know what's happening that there are people who are perhaps you know. Um, not exactly in the shadows but they're not in the spotlight anyway and you know they're just you know pick, picking off people you think about um you know twitter mobs for example you know that people are not exactly in the shadows but they know if they join in a twitch fort mog mob to to um you know to to have someone cancelled then they're not going to get cancelled themselves probably but if it was turned against them it would be it would be different so, you know, I, I think that's kind of, um, yeah, that's what it made me think of. 
And then it says, when the foundations are being destroyed, what can the righteous do? And that's the question that I've asked myself a lot recently. It does seem like the foundations are being destroyed at the moment. The foundations of our civilization. You know, we were, as I've said numerous times on, on the, the, um, the podcast or on, on this sort of channel, um, we were built as a, as a country, you know, the United Kingdom... Um, but also many Western countries were built in sort of part, of part of Christendom on Christian values, on Christian foundations. Those foundations are now being destroyed. When those foundations are being destroyed, what can the righteous do? And that's what I, I've asked myself many times. And what can we do when, when it seems like everything, every value we hold dear is under attack? But this is the answer the answer that the the second part half of the psalm comes uh, comes in it says the lord is in his temple and he observes everyone on earth he examines the righteous he, he hates those who love violence um, and he will rain fiery coals and burning sulfur on them and a scorching wind will be their lot and so god as it says in, in verse 7 the lord is righteous he loves justice you know god is a god of justice he cares about about these things and that those who seek to oppress, those who seek to assert their own agenda against against God, you know, those who seek not good but their own political advancement, their own careers um, against, you know, treading on those, um, the poor and the downtrodden, you know, um, they are against God, and God will will act against them in due course, and in, in, in He will not leave it too long. And that's what I, I thought actually about this, that, you know, that there is there are people calling for Christians and for people who, um, you know, believe in believe in the truth, believe in what is true and right and, and just to to flee and, you know, to get lost. And um, and actually this is no, no, no need to flee. Take refuge in God. Take refuge in the Lord and seek to do what is good and what is righteous and he will judge the wicked and it will it will happen sooner or later and i just thought that was an encouragement that you know we should um you not flee you know that i think there is a temptation at the moment to just to bury our head in the sand and or to think oh you know i don't want to stand up against this I just don't want to be, have another conversation with my work colleagues, or with my family about lockdowns again. I don't want to talk about, you know, vaccinating 12 to 15 year olds. I don't want to, don't want the aggro, all of that kind of thing. But remember that, you know, it is about what's right and what's good. And, you know, God is a God who loves righteousness and justice. And that will prevail in the end. And there's just one more thing that I wanted to say, which is you know, the Psalms often have this tension this kind of it's very black and white you know between the righteous and the wicked and that doesn't mean it's not like the woke you know where the righteous are the people with all the right opinions and the wicked are the people with all the wrong opinions but it, it really is just about those the righteous are those who love the lord you know those in jesus christ as we know from the new testament um christians you know who believe and trust in jesus who know their own their own sin but trust in, in god for forgiveness and um you know so it's not about being perfect it's not about you know having a kind of perfect righteousness or being self-righteous 
um, but actually, you know, wanting and seeking to do what is good and putting God's ways, um, be, you know, first or, or seeking to put his ways first. Um, so, um, yeah, I think um, that's just, you know, what I wanted to, to make a comment finally about that one. So I hope that that is a little encouragement um, coming, you know, coming into whatever we're facing um, in the next few months. You know, don't don't flee trust take refuge in god trust in him trust that he's a god of justice and righteousness and keep standing up for for that um because it will be we will be vindicated in the end um so that brings us to the end of this podcast today i hope that you enjoy the slightly different um format um and um yeah just to to remind you at the end uh, those of you on youtube um just do give a thumbs up as um that'll um uh, yeah that's good for the algorithm um do let me know it, what you think about the the kind of the powerpoint style format whether that worked or or whatever and um yeah um there is the telegram don't forget the telegram if you're on telegram you want to sort of su subscribe there and um also if you'd like to support me there is a buy me a coffee link as well um and um, but i just like to say as i i always do i really do appreciate the kind of this feels like a bit bit of a community going on you know that people commenting and um you know sharing ideas and thoughts and you know i just feel really um privileged actually to be with people who you know are thoughtful and thinking about what's happening in the world and we don't always agree with each other but um you know i feel like we're moving forward together so yeah i, I really um appreciate the, this as well so thanks so much everyone and i hope to see you again for the next podcast uh, next week um and don't forget the revelation series as well i think revelation 15 and 16 the one i did a couple of days ago that was the most fascinating that i've done yet particularly with respect to what's going on in current world events um so yeah do check that out if you haven't looked at any of the revelation ones i think um it's really important to be looking at thanks so much everyone and i'll see you again soon god bless